Good morning and welcome to the Tufty Club. 12th of September 2020, 8.21am. Well, give us a time check to start. We're trying to be a bit more professional to start the news. In. And we're joined today by myself, obviously, Dead Bat, and uh, Mark Webster. Hello. How are you doing? Not too bad. Andrew. Hello. You okay? Is everybody all right? Spot on. Yeah. But you, you okay? I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm good. I'm surprised you're not on a mountain bike, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Since since lockdown, I've managed to get out on a couple of wheels and uh, you know, move about a bit. A lot of people have got into a hobby, haven't they? And really got stuck in during lockdown. I've I've gone big on golf. <laughs> like, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Where, where's your what's your yeah, preferred uh, links, Andrew? Uh, I'm playing sick well a lot in Rotherham, my hometown. Uh, it's nice, it's lovely, really good, but it just costs a fortune. Equipment, rounds. Yeah, I'm going to get into hike, hiking next. I'm doing Mantor next week, which is a big a big adventure. Oh, but I bet you've been training for that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, coffee. Yeah. What about, what about yourself? What's your uh, hobby, hobby of choosing? Um, now? I've just been growing my hair, pretty much. Um, it's a decent I've, hobby. It's, it's, it should really be a side hobby though, shouldn't it? It's, it's not something you need to fully concentrate on. Um, I've not, you know what? All these people that have said, oh, I'll learn a language, I'll, I'll, I'll go mountain bike with my new bike friends in Peaks, I'll um, <laughs> mince around golf courses, spunking me money so I can't afford away tickets, but I ain't going to float points anyway. Instead of all that sort of stuff. I've had I've had less time. I don't know I don't know where you lot are getting it from. I know I know Beden's a teacher, so he's like never there, but um I, yeah, I've just been busier than ever. I've been like working sort of ten, twelve hour days every day and I've I've not had any time off either. So my my hobbies have been working, unfortunately. I need to speak to you about my Wi Fi at some point, uh Mark. I did notice it were cutting out a bit right at the start. I thought we were in for another <laughs> debacle as well. But yeah, if you're gonna blame it on me, I'll uh, I'll t- I'll take it on board and I'll see what I can do. I've been thinking about it. Last night I made a playlist from Spotify on Tim Burgess's lockdown pl- uh, listening parties. Very good. Because he's put every album that's had a listening party, and it made me realise that our generation, we grew up thinking Britpop was good, and it's not aged very well at all, in my opinion. I, the, ooh, big, big call. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't think it was very good at the time, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong, the big albums, I think, probably yeah, have yeah. stood up. So, first two Oasis, yeah. um, obviously the two blur ones including the one before they were famous so modern life is rubbish and part life are both good uh the pulp all the pulp albums are good and so on and so on but all the crap around it was was never good at the time either i agree and i've gone back i've I've gone back into the 80s you know like we grew up thinking oh the 80s is naff but like like you're back into the 80s this morning andrew (laughs) you're wearing a hawaiian shirt (laughs) it's slicked back hair as well but the but the eighties indie stuff like Lloyd Cole and uh, Style Council. The emotions. Yeah, it's it's great. It really is brilliant, brilliant music. Yeah, there's all, my... the, there's all the stuff that you'd never would have listened to as well, and all the stuff that actually was on top of the pops, but it just completely passed you by because it weren't like big fun or or Madonna or something like that. You know what I mean? So so you go back and you watch all them top of the pops that they've been showing over. You know, so the top of pops eighty eight, eighty nine, I think it was. And there's some absolutely brilliant stuff on there, but at the time you would have just completely ignored it. Yeah, brilliant. Anyway, that's what we're doing in lockdown. We'll be watching top, watching top of the pops and growing the hair. Yeah. So you two are not back at the not back in the office, are you? You're not you're not helping your are you? Particularly. 
um, get COVID to help out. No, I'm not. <laughs> Although, no, I'm still, I'm still working from home, but from next week, we're supposed to be going in one day a week and then seeing seeing what happens, maybe take you up from there a bit more. But um, I've booked next week off. So I've, I've, that's my first week off this year. So uh, I'm avoiding it still anyway. I'd love, so, I'd love, to, I'd love to be back on uh, campus at Hallenbeck. <laughs> Uh, I bet you would. <laughs> we're not allowed. We're not allowed at the moment, so I can't we, eat out to help out. You, you're not allowed because <laughs> operations against people, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, working from home. Uh, but the daughter's gone back to nursery now, so it's a lot easier. Is that thing going all right? Yeah. Yeah. Good practice. I'm work absolutely. I'm distra- I'm t- absolutely shattered. Literally, you only been back a week, aren't you? A week and a half. Two weeks. I'm wrecked. I'm absolutely wrecked. I've been in about six most days, and I'm I'm going to bed at like nine o'clock. I'm I'm done. Juggling your bubbles. bubbles. Aren't they closing? Aren't they sending your groups home? Yeah, the the idea is uh, if you, uh, I think most schools, if you, well, it depends on how you're doing it, but a lot of schools, it's normally if it's in one case in your bubble, and then your bubble gets sent home. So uh, we, most schools are teetering, shall we say, uh, with certain situations. But all you hear is COVID's in school, COVID's in school, and it's like does the rounds. Everybody, who's got it? Got it? It's not allowed in schools, is it? Not allowed in schools or at work. But if there's six here, it gets you. Uh, it's, not allowed it, on. It, not allowed on planes. I don't well, no, no. No, no, no. Get this mother effing COVID off a plane. I was I was stood in a, a queue with my year, year group, 200 kids queuing up the other day. Just, all I was doing was just shouting, mask and coat off. All that years of studying, and that's all I'm doing now. It's, uh, it's fantastic. So, yeah, it's the opposite. Because if you, if you got caught in corridors wearing your coat, you used to get shouted at, get that coat off. But now you're getting shouted to get things on. Things I'm a changed. big stickler on the on the mask. Well, they're not putting them over their noses properly, and they're not wearing them properly. I'm, uh, I'm starting to lose my uh, lose my crap over it. <laughs> I heard a kid in the background the other day. He's always been on about our mask, but uh, safety first, people. Very, quite right too. Oh, the black anyway, kids. Oh, anyway, yeah, we're, well, football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew there was something we were here for. <laughs> so we're. Football, football is back. Uh, Got to be honest. I uh, don't think we need a big discussion about it. And um, when the fix came out, and you know, even this week, starts today, we started last night, Championship game. Really hard to get excited about. You know, we're in the Premier League. We had a great season last year. It's not the same. I'm not. I've got no sense of it. Of course, I watch it, and I'd rather watch it than not watch it. But I, I'm just, I'm really struggling, especially the fact now that you know the test events are cancelled, and it's looking, it's going to be a while. Uh, I'm not feeling Mark. Yeah, it's probably similar. I mean, we started what you've been doing in lockdown, and since we last spoke, and all, it's only been about four weeks anyway, hasn't it? So it's not even like it's been a, a post-season or anything like that. It's all all seemed a bit rushed with the transfers and stuff, which I'm sure we'll come on to. And yeah, it's just sort of crept back up on me to the point that I said I've got next week off. I booked a few nights away in Scarborough. Airbnb's cancelled on me. Um, be getting a damning review for that but I'd, I'd, I'd booked it forgetting that we we're playing on one at nights so I booked it for so I'd, I you know I'd book myself away not knowing I'd actually be able to see it or I'd be watching it on a stream on an iPad or something because that's how little I'd sort of it's not you know normally it's like looming large in your head in it that you're, all week you're thinking oh Saturday's coming we'll get to Bramall Lane get get there early a few drinks 
get into ground, say, oh, pitcher's looking well, and all that sort of stuff, and you know, <laughs> usual nonsense. Uh, but it's sort of just crept up on me. And don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to it. And it's anything's better than nothing, but it's not the same, is it? Andrew? Yeah, same as Mark. It's definitely not the same. I've been, I've been reminiscing watching old Sky, like the old seasons, 04, 05, 14, 15, and seeing the fans in the crowd. And it's, uh, it's a bit sad, isn't it? But uh, choking up, yeah, uh, <laughs> sobbing last night watching watching Wigan v Oldham from night. Well, you would know, you? you would you would cry yeah. at that. <laughs> I tell you what, but, though, we uh, talked about the pitch. What about the back of the stand? A great paint job. It's made it look. It, I don't know, like a Lego stadium. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I know it looked a bit rubbish before, but I I, I like a bit of sort of uh, brutalism architecture and I, I like this house stand out where they've painted it and don't get me wrong it looks like they've done a good job of it but it's all gone a bit minecraft you think strip it right down strip it back just look like it was a 1970s brutalist bitter architecture but it doesn't matter does it I'll, i'd rather be in sight ground not not might, being able to see it i might pop down and see it see it for real i've see not, I've not been down so uh, you have haven't you beads you've been watching and monitoring the paint job <laughs> answers i went to get my son's pink shirt it went back got my own pink shirt and uh, i just had a little, little look and so it was coming on now, we mentioned thoughts on the we talked about the home shirt i think last time but on the, on the pink shirt now it's official i think we're both I think we're all i mean i was it's, it's been a grower on me i must admit uh, you were, were massively all, damning when it when when they were first not damning, not damning. When, when they were first rumored and well not rumored it was blatantly that they'd taken the photos on that photo shoot you know those dodgy ones that came out me and Andy straight away said the pink one's brilliant, but what's the point of having a pink shirt when you're playing predominantly white with red anyway? It's it's a bit, you know, we, it's like from a distance, a red and white shirt looks a bit pink anyway. Um, certainly, well, when we have thinner stripes, it used to look like that back in back in the old days. And you think, what's a good away kit when you're playing red and white? Oh, I know, pink that's sort of bordering on really light white colour. So, yeah, but apart from that, I think it's, I think it's a brilliant kit. You're a huge fan, Andrew. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's a really good uh, job from the marketing people. I think it's got a lot of people interested in it, whether they like it or not. But I think a kit will always, will sometimes always go by how the season went. So if we do well again this season, that pink kit will be remembered for a long time, I think. Get relegated and it'll be uh, burnt. We'll hate it. Yeah. We'll hate it as much as that decent white white kit from a few years ago. Yeah. Which isn't as bad as anyone make everyone makes out. If you want to hear us talk about that kit, <laughs> very very smooth, Andrew. You considered a career in broadcasting. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, I, yeah I, we, have got, we, we have got a pod about about kits. If you look back in our uh, back catalogue, I'm sure you'll all be been through. After oh, they'll be they'll be sifting through after listening to this. <laughs> Five minutes of us talking about hair and mountain bikes at the start. <laughs> Um, so, so it was quite a quick close season, and uh, sort of bit business got done towards the end. I think uh, with, with United, there were a lot of players we were supposedly after, and then got priced out. I've obviously lots of about nicking all our players up, just paying more than than us players. And then we had a, a flurry of uh, of signings. Obviously, Ramsdale came in for, for Henderson. Uh, what's our thought on? Uh, Obviously, Henderson, Henderson, I think, inevitably was going to go back to Man U. Uh, thoughts on Ramsdale, Andrew? 
It was hoping you were going to come to me first. He's got a gob full of cake right, or something. What are you eating? Bacon sarnie. Bacon uh, sarnie. Yeah, it's a good signing. He performed really well last year in the Premier League. Uh, ideally, for that amount of money, I'd like someone with consistency probably over three, four years. But one good season. He's rated by England. So I think he's a good signing. And you've just got to pay that rate nowadays, haven't you? So people have got to get over that. Well done. I think they did about as well as they could, didn't they, for replacing him? So you're, he's ours, he's our player now, you know, rather than this messing about every season, the comeback, is he not going to come back? I mean, inevitably, first mistake he makes, Henderson's going to be mentioned, I think, within three seconds on, on Twitter. Um, but that's just, you know, comparisons, and that they'll go over time, I'm sure. I do think, I do think United fans, you know, I, I loved Henderson, he performed really well, but we need to get over him. Yeah. You know, he was never our player for a start. And, and, and you can clearly see how much he loves Man U, which is good on him. Fair enough. Yep. But Ramsdale's our player now, so we should back him and, and forget about Henderson. Get behind him. Forever. Who's Henderson? <laughs> Who's Henderson? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, the other thing to say as well is it's not even like Henderson was particularly tested in the two seasons. We were, we were brilliant and, we, and our biggest strength was our defence in that time. So it, it's not like you were making like two and three wonder saves a game. It, 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 I can't remember that many. He had that sort of triple save against Norwich. He's had a, a few other sort of in isolation, but he were never that called into that much action anyway. And Whereas, obviously, Ramsdale, he had a season of it and he, and he still came out as their player of the season. And obviously, because he, he were involved a lot. But so, I don't know, time will tell. But, you know, he might make a, a clanger and, and will look stupid saying it's a great signing. But yeah, like Andy says, you've got to pay that sort of money these days for English and people from the Premier League itself. So, yeah, I think it's a good signing. I think, I think keepers are a strange breed as well because other than centre forwards, are the most scrutinised position, aren't they, on the pitch? And, they're going to make mistakes, and they all know they will. It's just how, how little you make, isn't it? And I you think... barely get remembered for... I mean, that that wonder save against Henderson, probably no one outside Sheffield United or Norwich will remember that. Um, but everyone probably remembers the hour they made against Liverpool. Um, so, it's like you say, you get scrutinised, but you get scrutinised for all the wrong reasons. Strikers get remembered because they score loads of goals. Even if they miss sitters, they still probably get more remembered for the goals. Keepers is the other way around. It's just pretty, all, all pretty much negative on them. Apart from Ronnie Rosenthal. Yes, apart from Ronnie Rosenthal. I, I think my gut, gut feeling is that there'll be, and it'll annoy me because the national media will be the same. You know, if, if we let more goals in or there it up, there'll be talk about Henderson and all you're doing. You know, it's not the same. I think there might be a bit of a drop off. I don't, from, you know, looking at the two goalkeepers, what I've seen of them, albeit a limited sort of uh, sample size with Ramsdale in, in one season. I think there will be a bit of drop, but probably not a massive drop-off. Uh, Henderson was brilliant. He, he made some quite yeah, big errors, that's... you know, in, in the first season, first two seasons. Uh, Leeds, every time we're on the telly, basically, he seemed to make a bit of a bit of a mm. cock-up. Yep. Uh, I hated him. <laughs> no, I didn't. A yeah, good keep, really good keep. And Certainly I miss him not so that. much, and I wish, I wish he was back. Well, no, obviously, because he's, he's a known quantity, isn't he? and you're better off carrying on with what you've got. But I think we've got as good as we could have got instead of him, yeah. and he's our player, like Dave says, and that that's a big thing. Um, and yeah, but all this talk of him being a, a, one of our best ever keepers, he's not even the best 
it might even be top three in our lifetime. Well, he's probably top three, but he's not top two for me in our lifetime. And he's certainly not the best ever loan player because Andy will tell you who that was. Glenn Hodges. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so we'll move on to the, the other signings. It was interesting because, you know, obviously I've seen lots of, I know, like the, the you know, the Red Blades part and, you know, all the analysis on the signings, what they can bring and stuff like that. I texted you two, I think, about, um, well, so we'll start with Bogle and Lowe. And I think I was met with a response, uh, good signings. And then I questioned one of you or two of you. And I think you both, one of you came back and just said, uh, don't know anything about them, never heard of them. I think uh, you're right. I think... But what do you think they're good signings? No, no, no. I, I know a lot about Max Joseph Lowe, born 11th of May 1997. He's an English professional footballer who plays for Premier League side Sheffield United. And he's re- represented England at under 16, under 17, under 18 and under 20 level. So I think, I think you, you're wrong to say I don't know anything about these players. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I basically I basically know what I've seen on Wikipedia. I honestly cannot remember seeing or hearing much, if if indeed anything, about these players until we were showing an interest in them. So yeah, yeah. he was born Max Lowe, balls over. That's yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's nice uh, actually. I think you'll find it South Normanton. Might have grown over. up in balls over, but his place <laughs> of birth is uh, South Normanton. So you know, and he's a left back, come midfielder. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know a bit more about Vogel than Lowe, just because I've seen a bit more of him, and he always seems quick, and he seems to get up and down the pitch. Like, always taking him defensively, good athlete. I mean, only twenty, and he's played played like two seasons, full seasons for Derby. Uh, Lowe's obviously a bit older, twenty three, been at Aberdeen a couple of years, and he he did a bit last year, but he's not established himself fully, I think, at Derby. So yeah, I think he's more of a punt perhaps than than the younger one. Uh, what? Sorry. Punt. Oh, punt, <laughs> punt. I thought you were. I thought you were judging his character before you even seen anything of him. I've, I've, I've give up uh, analysing transfers. <laughs> uh, I just got to trust the management team. It's, it's not too dissimilar to Ben Osborne, is it? Really? Yeah. Where no one really knew that much about him. They'll say they did, but they didn't. Uh, and he's come in and done a good job yeah. as a backup player, and he's probably made Fleck play better and other players play yeah. better. And that's you don't know, do you? Callum Robinson came in for more money, um, you know, uh, from from the championship, and people were more props ex about like Simon's the wrong word, but perhaps thought he was going to be more of a you know first teamer, you know, put pressure on the, than Osborne, and it's been the other one. The, the the principles of the signing are good though, aren't they? Young. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not going to get straight into your team, but we'll definitely put Baldock and Stevens under pressure. Uh, and, if it's, not... and if it's asked for as good as as uh, the Norton Norton Walker Walker transfer that, that we got yeah. the other way around, then we'll be happy, won't we? If if even just one of them turns out to be someone who challenges for the first team, then you know you're happy because all I was saying is we just need proper backup in these positions because wing backs were two of the ones where yeah. we're just very thin. You get any sort of injury. Then you can move Basham out, you can move O'Connell out, but then you completely mess up sort of your structure of your team. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased. If it be- seems like they're athletic and quick as well, and like you said, they're right age. So you know, I don't. It's not on money really. For, like we said about price in the Premier League. So if one comes off, you know, that's that's it. So uh, yeah, quite 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 pleased with that. I know obviously Cash went to Forest for a lot more money. Um, is he that much better than than, than you know uh, Bogle, who's who's been been a regular? I'll be 
debatable, possibly, but for a backup, I think I think it was yeah. You know, with the money we've got, that's the thing. Saying oh, we should have got these players, whether it's Cash or Robinson or Watkins. We haven't got that money, and when you criticise the Premier, you criticise the club. The infrastructure is not there to splash like Villa do and, and some of the other clubs, and it's going to take time. The Prince is going to have to get more investment. We just can't go stupid. Because if we did Villa or Fulham this year and, and did come down, we'd be absolutely screwed. So it, it, it's balancing act, isn't it? And, you know, I think we, we're doing it right. And we do need more investment. Best, if we're going to grow, we need investment. Though. The best feature of all Sheffield United features on Twitter is... Have I paused? You paused. That was brilliant. That. So you, you you kept you kept saying. I mean, you, the internet couldn't have picked a better time. You said the best feature of all is, and then it just went completely yeah, silent. Is it? Is it Roy? Roy Panchero? Oh yeah. Uh, where he where, where he gets the analysis from other opposing yeah. other fans, and yes, they seem right. to be positive for both low and and bogey. So. Uh, <laughs> That's my I, research. Bogey. I, I was thinking, actually, if you get his name printed and that L starts to go a bit ropey, you have got a bogey <laughs> on your back, haven't you? But, yeah. um, no, he's, uh, I've seen very little on Twitter and and the social medias and, and even the official news over the last couple of weeks because you know, I've, just, I've just not had too much chance to read it. But what I have seen, I have seen Roy's views from, and I agree with you, it's brilliant because you do get that sort of insight that uh, we've got two good ones here and the ones we're going to come on to later, maybe not so much. Yeah. So we did the other signing uh, at the same time. Uh, obviously, it was a builder took his picture from some some uh, works over, you know, overlooking Bramall Lays. Uh, Ethan Ampadu, who 19-year-old midfielder come defender, who uh, you know has been been highly highly rated in the Chelsea youth ranks quite a while. Obviously played for the Welsh national team. He sort of came on the scene. I think he was perhaps more for his quite outlandish hairstyle a couple of years ago. Uh, went to Leipzig last year, but only played three games. Uh, lost his way a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously Leipzig a really good side well, in the Champions League this year. But um, I like the fact he can play a couple of positions and uh, again another athlete and you know cover bash right wing, right centre back and also a bit in midfield. So. I don't think he's going to start, though. A lot of Chelsea fans are saying, oh, you better start him. You need to give him games. And I think, you know, he's going to have to earn his place. And But on the face of it, you know, decent signing. What do we think, Andrew? I think if you're 19-year-old and you expect to be playing straight away, you've got an attitude problem. Uh, I don't think he I don't think he has. I think... I can't you know believe it. he's still so young. Hi, old... Hold on, I'm uh, but lovely stat that he's got more international caps than uh, club appearances. But you know, I, I've seen him in the FA Cup and I think a Champions League game or a League Cup game, and he played really composed and well. And I only remember him because of his hair, but it, it, you, you could tell he was a good player. Uh, I hope he puts pressure on Norwood, I hope he puts pressure on the centre halves, and I hope he gets into the team because it'll mean he's doing well and I think he's rated highly so or someone's uh, doing badly <laughs> well exactly <laughs> yeah but from a from our position uh financially I think he's a, a wise move and I look forward to seeing him play and that is my conclusion <laughs> <laughs> and writing a scientific paper <laughs> <laughs> I'm a scientist actually of what 
Food. Hawaiian. Hawaiian. <laughs> Play on. Carry on. Come on. We digress. Anything to add, Mark, or we've got. I think he's. I think you can't. When you can't really follow the um, sort of in-depth works of a scientist on a subject can you it's like it's like listening to a professor of whatever subject you're talking about then bringing in some idiot from the street which is kind of what we've done here but um no I, there was no dissection of much of his playing qualities there just he seemed a nice lad well a nice lad and when he said i hope i, I would convince him because i hope he's going to grow his dreadlocks back because that's normally the kind of thing that andy looks for in a player good looks Again, this is what kind of annoys me from our level of fans that do podcasts and stuff, is nobody really knows at this level, uh, unless you're paid to do it and you analyse it completely all the time. There's a punt, isn't there? There's a, there's a, a gut feeling to it all. Oh, what, sorry? <laughs> it, it seems to me that he's rated in the game and it seems to me as though it's a good signing. Yeah. That's like, it. Like you say, dude... It reminds me of the Woodburn one. Like, I know that's a couple of years ago. You just don't know, do you? Everyone seems to think that was a sure fight, you know, can't miss, next big thing at Liverpool, you know, lost his way. It's the same with this Brewster that obviously there's a lot of talk we, we may still get him, might be after until near, near the end of the window. And, you, you know, you just, you just don't know, do you? You just don't know which players are going to... And I, I think the players that have done well, you look at Mount, at Chelsea, they've had a bit of time, championship level and had a bit... I worry whether he's, whether he's had enough games, this lad, so far. Uh, you know, like you say, he's played more for his country. But uh, I think looks a useful utility player. And, you know, one great one to have on the bench. When you look at the bench here, and we had like Rodwell and people like that. The fact we're going to have a bit of an athlete with some energy that can come on. No criticism of that player. I'm just the type of player with like Freeman and Clark on the bench. He's definitely an upgrade to the depth. One of the yeah. main characteristics of a good player for me is... Two things, a good touch and a bit of fizz. So a bit of fizz on a pass. And every time I've seen him play, he does he whips it into the forward. And Norwood does that as well. So hopefully. Well, there's them two good. things. And he also needs to get stuck in. The positions that he'll be covering, it's sort of demanded of him that he's, he's got to get stuck in. And I've not seen him enough to know if he's that kind of player that doesn't mind jumping into odd challenge and that. But that is the kind oh, of thing he's going to be expected to do. Hodges never got stuck in. Yeah, but he wasn't no. in that position, was he? He was just <laughs> flounce, flouncing about on left winger up front. So. Did he get sent off for two or three headbutts, Hodges? <laughs> there was one against uh, John Arks, one against uh, Gordon Arms. Sunderland, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Sure, he did another. He loved the old uh, Scottish kiss, did Hodge? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Gone at, gone at it, game, hasn't it? Headbutt. <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's gone. Football's gone. It's it, it used to be a contact sport, but now you can't even headbutt them. Yeah. <laughs> oh and the, the final, well, the final signing thus far, we we had a bit of a, a swap see, which had been brewing for a while. The lovely Callum Robinson with his nice teeth and smile. Um, Great, great lad, lovely lad, great on the socials, uh, crap player, let's be honest, at Premier League level. Um, right thing for me, we'll, we'll talk about Burke in a minute, but Robinson for me, and I might be proved wrong on this, but I'm, this is what we're doing, giving opinions, not a Premier League player. Um, and, and I don't see he's going to, your players, you talked Andy about touch and that, that fizz, it's, you've got to know how to play the game at the top level, positionally, knowing where to run, knowing how to, and that, even with ability, I mean, he's got some ability, but 
he doesn't compensate the fact that I don't know. I don't think he quite gets it, and that's not even about because everyone's going on about he's a winger, he's not our position. I, I, I'm not convinced by that either. And uh, I think Wilder summed yesterday. He said, "I'm not afraid to move players on quickly um, if I need to make changes." And he's been great at that. Look at Lee Evan, like that. Not quite fitting what we need. We move it on. What, what, what were your thoughts on Robinson's spell, uh, Mark? Yeah, probably the same as you. I mean, he gave us that it was a big part of that big moment at Chelsea when, you know, well, yeah. one, of, one of the best away trips we've had. I mean, we've had loads, haven't we, in recent years? But yeah. it's just a brilliant moment that you, you sort of think we've, we've sort of arrived because we're getting results at places like this. And it was a big moment of that. And you think that was early in the season. And you think it, it maybe he's going to make a play and he's going to kick on. But I literally can't remember anything he did after that point, apart from, like you say, it. It, it's it's not, assist. Man, we made an assist. He did, but Arsenal bits and pieces. It's not. It's not much, though, is it? It's not much. No, and and, and for, for the money we paid, and I know you can't. That's not a, a judge of a player. But and, and people were saying he's not getting enough minutes. But he did get quite a lot of minutes yeah, at that start of that season. season. It was given a chance. He was given as much of a chance in that first first quarter of the season where we wrote him off. Um, as, as as such as sort of Moose and others who we didn't write off, uh, although we still might. Um, but. He just, yeah, you're, you're right when you say he didn't seem to get it. It doesn't matter if you're used to playing a different position. After you've had that many minutes and you're supposed to be a Premier League player, you should be able to at least make some runs or not hide behind your man or whatever. And he just weren't, he just weren't getting into positions or getting involved. So, yeah, right, right move for me to move him on. Hey, W. I've I got an opinion on Robinson because it's a mystery to me. Oh, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a mystery to me of what the fans do see him in him because there's a lot of positivity about Robinson, isn't there? And I think it's got to do with his pre-season performance last year where he built everyone's expectations up because he scored quite a few goals. But after that, he were, he were pretty crap. Uh, I, I didn't see much in him at all that, that got the opinions that he's got other than he's a nice lad and maybe that's another reason for it. But I hope he does well at West Brom. Uh, but... I'm glad Wilde has moved him on because that's what we've got to be at Premier League level. He's a bit cutthroat. Yeah. So we we in came uh, Oliver, another Oliver, Oliver Burke, um, player that another player that kind of you know, he's sort of lost his way really. Um, you know, went for a lot of money from uh, Forest, didn't he, uh, early on in his career, and then sort of bounced out a bit, a few loan deals. The general feeling, you know, when you read the views on them, things is a lot of clubs say he's quite lazy. Um, we won't. You've talked about Ampadu. Wilder will not put up with that. So uh, it's one of the one of these kind of reclamation projects, can we call it? He did it with Morrison, didn't he? Last year, you know, different level, but um, yeah, uh, still fairly young. And I'm not quite sure what position he's brought into play because obviously he's, he was a winger, uh, began as a winger really much. Uh, so, but I think he did play wing back at uh, was it Alavesi? Was that last season? I said that right. Alavesi. Alavés. Over to our Spanish correspondent there for the <laughs> pronunciation. Scientist languages. In fact, a bit more of a tan, and he'd look a bit Spanish or Portuguese or Brazilian or something, wouldn't he? <laughs> a wine shirt and uh, slick back hair. Oh, Burke, Andrew. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a, there's a bit of a Warnock approach to the centre forwards at the moment, isn't it? That we've not, we haven't got a standout. We've just got a lot. Uh, and I suppose that's that's what Wilder's thoughts are. He's got a reasonable different amount of strikers. They all seem to have their own 
characteristics. None of them are like the obvious first choice pick. Uh, and like you say, it's probably Wilder's ego where he thinks he can turn him round. And I ain't got a problem with it because it ain't cost a lot of money, has it? Is, is he a striker though? Everyone, people are playing a striker. But I don't think he's really played like, as an out-and-out striker. Well, we talk about Wilder needs to turn him around and pro- probably even perform miracles with him, which is ironic because when I looked him up on Wikipedia, there's an Oliver Burke who's a priest and I started reading about him first. So I, I, I got the wrong one, but... I think he will be looking to convert him from a winger to a striker. And, you know, Arsene Wenger did that with Thierry Henry. So let's look for some similar results. <laughs> um, but I can't, I can't see him coming in as wing-back cover, like you said. I think, I think he's a more forward player. And we've, we've signed two wing-backs and we've got yeah, others that can cover them positions. Whereas we're struggling for top, top-notch strikers, like Andy said. We've got a few, but we ain't got any that stand out. So I think, and, we, I think, and we haven't had wingers at the club or someone who could play in... Not we're going to suddenly switch to wingers, but I, it would be nice in game. You know, what, the formation we've played, we've got to stick with it. I'm not one of those who... But, you know, he tweaked it last year playing a three in the, in the centre. And I think occasionally, you know, if we, we, we chase a game, he might have to move things around. I'm not convinced, but we might have to, you know, I'm not saying play with a winger, but have somebody, you know, we might end up with a two in middle and somebody coming off wide or, or a three up, up top to, to either side. I, I don't know. I, I just, it's nice to have. We didn't have any real out, outside of Moose Did we have any out and out pace at the top of the field. And you're right, it's not even that. I mean, it, they might even, for all we know, be looking to tweak the formation again because they tweaked it slightly last year. Are they going to go for a bigger change? I doubt it. But you're right that our plan B always seemed to be pretty rubbish. Every time we switch formation to chase a game, we, we either got worse or conceded. Or, you know, we switch formation to keep it compact or tight or whatever. And then we quite often ended up switching back to, to normal uh, because it just wasn't working. So, yeah, if, if we bring in players who can naturally play sort of like say out wide on the wing or out wide up front we can probably switch to something else when the usual formation is not working so yeah it could be some of that as well it, it seems like he's suggesting there's possibly what they say one coming in whether it's Brewster or that Denise is it Denise Denise at, uh, the, the, so I, I don't know whether we'll get that done before uh, you know, obviously Monday, but and then he seems to suggest that was it because I think he said that'd be his final one. He's twenty five. I think there's two of them that don't count because of their age. Yeah. Um, well, so, plus uh, we're sure they're going to move a goalkeeper on, aren't we? We don't need four. Well, no, I think he said he'd have. To, he said in his interview yesterday he'd have three in the squad. He'd have three, so one won't get named. You'd expect more or Verich to to be moving out. He's on loan or permanently. Yeah, we only need one of them, don't we? Because they're both good-looking yeah. lads. We only need one to model kit, don't we? So move other one on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah. So that's that's. So do, we'll come on to where we predict we're going to finish. But what wh- what are our thoughts generally on the? On, on United for the new season, what 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 are we thinking? Are we optimistic? Are we cautious? Are we are we you know what? Because I'm I'm struggling to think how I feel about this season. I, I'm not going in like oh, I think we'll, we'll we'll finish same as last year. I'm not going in thinking we're going to go down. I'm I'm, I'm probably giving it away where I think we'll finish, but I I don't know. I just don't really know, and that's weird. But the thing is, I do. I just trust Wilder. And I trust Wilder will get enough out of them for us to be absolutely fine in terms of away from the bottom, but. I worry whether we'll have as good a defence and I worry whether we'll score any goals, but um, I trust him and that's ultimately what, what it boils down to. Andrew? I don't know how that... I think 
I'm only taking this from listening to many Arsenal interviews with Dixon, Winterburn, Bolden, Adam. I don't think, once you've got that right, I don't think you can really mess it up unless you get players that get too old and they get unfit. And none of them are. So as long as they all keep organised and communicate well, I think, and stay fit, I think we're all right. And I think that's what gives me my security around us staying up. Uh, I don't think we'll be pushing for Europe, but hopefully we'll be safe and just be a mid-table, mid-table team. But that's fine. That's Thank fine. You. you know, we, we need to move, move just secure us for a period of time and then hopefully we get that fresh investment, you know, trusting the Prince that he can bring other partners in and, and, and grow it. You know, that everything's there at the club to, to go on, but we do need... That's the thing, to move to that next seven or eight consistently, like a Wolves or those teams, we're going to need a massive amount of money to do it. And it's, it's back what we said about Wilder before, and he can't keep doing it. I know it's at a championship level, but it, it's even, even more at Premier League. Your thoughts, Mark, on where, where, you know, how you feel we're going to do? I'm closer to you on, on, in fact, almost exactly the same in what I think that I, I'm actually, from just looking at it myself, thinking exactly the same as before last season. I'm sort of hopeful of them sort of few positions above the relegation zone, that that's kind of where, where you know, like up to mid-table, that that's kind of the area we're looking at. <clears throat> Just based on the fact that we surely can't be as good defensively this coming season as we were last. You, you know, you, you just think we're going to get injuries, we're going to get a loss of form, something. And also, I don't see where the goals are coming from. But then on the other hand, he's, he's pulled, a, you know, he's, he's improved his year-on-year, Wilder, and you just can't, second guess him or write him off in any way or anything and even when we have a bad run he just gets us back pretty much straight away again we can lose two or three on bounce and then all of a sudden bang we're back at it and he just pulls rabbits out all the time doesn't he so you can never sort of bet against him so I'm properly torn between him banging on and just surprising us all and doing something brilliant yet again and obviously the players being as good as they were and stuff like that but on the other hand on the face of it and just looking at it you think well we're only a couple of injuries away from you know, a struggle. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm caught somewhere in the middle like you. I think on one hand, you know, you can say, oh, I hate all this second season syndrome because they don't bear it out. Teams generally that stay up are more likely to stay up the next season, actually, rather than go down. And certainly teams that finish a position like us. There is a thing about you know, teams will be a little bit more useless, but we've been playing the same way for, for years. And the players will be more comfortable now at level, but I don't want them to get too comfortable. Mm. They need to have that hunger and enthusiasm. And, uh, and like I said, I think Wilder won't allow the, the you know, standard strap. But we need a good start. I think it was it you, Mark, who talked about, you, you put a nice graphic out about yeah, my... starts. You, you said you've been really busy, but you've been out <laughs> bar charts <clears throat> Well, everyone's been on them teams calls, haven't they, where you, you're expected to be on it, but you're not really contributing. Uh, and you might chip in a bit. So I was on a call phrase and I just banged that, that infographic together um, because, well, it started out looking at I've got this gut feel that we're rubbish when we restart both after international breaks, but also at the start of seasons and stuff like that. So I was basically just looking at all Wilder's sort of reign, how we do perform at the start of seasons and also after the restart from COVID. And yeah, the stats are unbelievable. We are just, we're appalling the first three to four games, usually. Um, we've had a, maybe one season where we're okay. We sort of won yeah, as many as we season, lost. Really. We yeah, yeah. Okay. Last season was probably the best one where we sort of broke even. Um, but then obviously after the COVID we're far from break you know we lost three drew one um, and then you look that 
the next, so if you're looking at the first three games, if you look, then look at the next three, or if you're looking at the first four, look at the next four, it's, it's like night and day. It's like all of a sudden we just kick in. And it goes back to, I, I banged on about this in quite a lot of the pods last year, that if we've had a bit of a break or a player's been out or whatever, we just sort of seem to lose that momentum. It's almost like they need to be playing together all the time, them groups to just keep that sort of understanding and momentum going. And yeah, I just hope that <clears throat> we don't have that same start. We need to we need to get off to a pretty good one. Andrew? Yeah, we, we, we haven't signed anyone to improve us, have we? Probably not. Uh, we've we've improved the sum of the parts, but we haven't imp- we haven't got a player that's going to come in and, and be a, an obvious first choice player. Yeah. But, but the squad is strong. But in order to improve any one of the eleven, apart from the the front two, we'll come on to. But you were going to have to spend a ridiculous amount of money to improve. I think the back five or the three in midfield. It's not a knock. It's just a oh, fact. Yeah, yeah no, you're haven't... right. You're right. No. Just a fact, speeding, all right? Yeah, all right. All right. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. We've we've massively improved the backup, but are any of them going to be first choice starters? No, I wouldn't have thought so. It's going to be the same. Well, you know, the the back six that picks itself, and then you know, I mean, the, the strikers you can argue about, but it's not going to be any of the ones that came in. My concern isn't just about the strikers; it's about creating chances. Obviously, I've scored that perfect goal, rely on overloads down wide, but. I was hoping, and everyone said, oh, we don't play with a 10. It's not even about that. So sometimes it might be about playing one of them, one just off, and still playing three midfield. I mean, I'd like to look at at Norwich. Just somebody who's got that bit of wow factor who can drop a shoulder, beat a man. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't see we've got that yet. 